Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Okay, guys, this is episode, what, 38? Oh, my God. So I'm talking with Bert. We're talking about my trip to Vietnam and what he has to do while I'm gone and our kids and the podcast and our relationship and teenagers and all kind of stuff. I think it was a pretty good conversation. It was really fun. So enjoy and um, thanks for listening every week. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy number 38 with me and Bert. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay alone, but you got something I need. Well, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. I think that we should. I uh, I just wrote my second blog. It's on wifeofthparty.com. It's about boredom. Well, that's what you do when you're bored, write a blog. No, that's not true. Oh, I thought that's what it was about. It's about... Are we recording? Nice. <clears throat> yeah, so anyway. I'm hey guys, brand new podcast. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's my podcast now. It's my podcast now. I love this year of your life. You do? It's been a good year. I love this year of your life. It's been a really I good love year. That, I love that there are people that are listening that have shared this year with you. Oh, that's a really sweet thing it's to say. It's the coolest thing, yeah. It's been really great. I was saying the other day to, uh, I don't remember who was it, Kirsten and, and Kathy, I think, that I, um, I've i really enjoyed this whole process, learning how to podcast and um, learning kind of my strengths and weaknesses and just learning in general. I've learned about depression and addiction and all kind of stuff and um, sex and but I think what I've enjoyed the most is getting closer to the, my friends who I was, I've already thought I was pretty close to. Yeah. Hold but, on a second. I'm going to close my computer. Oh, okay. But when you have like hour, two hour long, deep conversations with yeah. people you care about, then obviously you can't help but get closer. Well, that's, you know, I, I've said that about my podcast is, um, by the way, I don't like the way I sit in this seat. I can't wait till we get a new <laughs> podcast studio so I can change the way I look on camera. I know. It's just like a sloth. Um, my favorite part of the podcast is getting to hang out with people. Right. Is And like comics that I wouldn't normally get to. Like Bonnie McFarland's coming on my podcast next week. Yeah. I've been a fan of Bonnie's for 14 Ever. years, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, for a long time. And I know her through Rich and I watched her documentary. Right. I, I, and I can't wait to sit and talk with her because there's a lot of stuff I know about her now. Right. She wrote this really amazing book. She did? Yeah. Yeah. She Apparently she grew up in like a mud hut in Canada. Whoa. Yeah. I bet that was cold. I bet it was. And so there's... but. Yes, what you were saying is I think the coolest part is getting to sit down and have a focused conversation with someone for a couple hours is fucking amazing. It's very enriching. 
I think enriching is what is the word that best describes this entire experience of I mean, look starting at, I mean, party. I know that this is probably an overused example, but when Joe started his podcast, I remember there was a quote that Chris Rock said, and Chris Rock said right before he did Bring the Pain, I think which was his, the seminal piece he did. Yeah. Um, uh, Cornell Wallace invited him to Sunday Night Suppers over with a bunch of intellectual, all black intellectuals. Yeah. And Chris Rock went and he didn't talk, he just listened. Yeah. And you know, I, I remember when Joe started his podcast and he started having on like Bourdain and like bigger names and bigger idea havers. I remember mm-hmm. thinking, <clears throat> well, he's doing, it's almost like, it's Chris Rock said he experienced a renaissance. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like Joe's experienced a renaissance. You look at a guy whose two main interests, I think at the time when I met him were billiards, three main interests were billiards, comedy and jujitsu. And maybe psychedelics. Yeah. And now he's like, he's like an expert on everything. You, you know, he's hunting. He's learned a lot. He's learned so yeah. much. And you talk to him and he's like, you'll say something about fucking diet and he'll go off. You'll say something about spearfishing and he'll just go right. off about, because he's had all these amazing conversations with people. Because it really it's does. been a journey of enlightenment really for yeah. him, sounds like. My podcast has been a journey of enlightenment in the world of comedy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I got to fucking. Maybe you're enlightening other people about you in your podcast. <laughs> Would that be fair to say? It's very fair to say. <laughs> so before we turn the mic on, we were talking about this podcast studio with Halston. So we are going to build out a new podcast studio because we've kind of, this space was not built for a podcast studio. It was built for like a den. Well, you know, and what has happened with the man cave is it's, it's a little unusable for anything else anything else because we've got all the mics we've got the camera set up you don't want the kids in here there's so much shit everywhere and then like you go to the desk and it's all rigged for uh the podcast even getting to the treadmill sometimes is cumbersome to me to get around stuff because you it's 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 a production studio so like even when you need a new battery you need a new stand you go through all the it's so we're going to get a podcast studio and we are going to get, um, it's going to be a multi-camera shoot. We're going to get a TriCaster. Um, there's a cheaper one that's, I think, not as expensive as Joe's. But get a TriCaster, make it a multi, like a three-camera shoot, four-camera shoot. And uh, and 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 I, in my from my perspective, like anyone get listening to this gives a fuck. Uh, they're like, Bert, we don't listen to your podcast. We don't listen to Leanne's. <laughs> that's not true. But make it, really invest in the podcast and try to make it, Next level. Next level. Yes. Next level. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And and then buy a new house. Well, we're thinking about buying a new house. We're going to look at new houses. We're going to look at houses that I can renovate. Right? Yeah. That is what we're looking at, right? Yes. Yes. So, but our kids are this not whole journey that Leanne took board. just a little backstory all started when we renovated our house two years ago. That's right. Because yeah. Leanne literally was lost. After that, she goes, I have no purpose. My life has no purpose. Well, I enjoyed renovating the house so much. It was almost beyond words. It like was the perfect marriage of all my skill sets because I'm super organized. I'm a real self-starter. So if I go, all right, I got to find, you know, sinks for the house. It's done. It's ordered. It's here before. That really kind of scratches that itch in me of of accomplishing things, accomplishing tangible things on a regular basis. That's something that I I really enjoy. Um, And then the creative piece of, I didn't really think of myself as an interior designer because I always thought that was an interior decorator and I'm not really a decorator. I'm not a girly girl like that, but I'm really good at figuring out the function of a space 
right? Like, where should the sink go in this room? And where should this, how should this flow? I'm really good at that. I figured out in this process, I think I just didn't understand how good I was at it until we redid our house. Mm -hmm. That is something that's really kind of innate in me. You either have it or you don't. I'm not good at that. It was really, that remodel was really effortless it doesn't mean it wasn't hard it was hard but it flowed it was really effortless for me i didn't mind staying up really late and researching four websites to find the cheapest sink so that i could get what i wanted for the least amount of money i mean we came in on that project i went over budget i think leo said by like two percent like that's insane most people go 20 percent over budget and i was so proud of myself because not only did i get exactly what we wanted I, I came in on budget and that just never happened. So I, when I, that was over, I was like, okay, I may actually be really good. And at that. so what our business manager said yesterday, we had a meeting with all teams, all the teams that we have. <clears throat> and what our business manager said is, um, that's your business, Leanne. He said, yeah, he said, you know, you, Leanne took this house, which was, um, a, a steel at the time. And, um, and I guess this is a little inside baseball, but I'll, I'll share everything and then you can edit out whatever you want, don't want. But we got this house very cheap. Uh, it we was bought at it the, at the bottom of the market. Bottom of the market. And it wasn't, by the way, it wasn't a great house. I mean, it was a great house. Had great bones. Has great bones but and it had, had no, excellent flow. It, the, uh, we had to reinstall the electricity, the air conditioning. Well, there was no air conditioning. There was no air conditioning. The electric was original 1939, so it was all cloth. It was it was terrible. And so yeah, so, so Leanne, we went. Leanne liked the house though. Yes, I liked the property. I liked the backyard. I liked at the time the man cave was was a woodworking shop, and the square footage of this room was the same as when we bought the house. So when I went back to this woodworking shop, I was like man cave for sure. I had no idea man caves was going to redo the you know the TV show was going to redo it, but I knew that this would be your space somehow yeah. well i mean this was before podcasting this, this even space existed. has been so fucking amazing for me this space has, i wrote my book in this amazing. space yes. i started my podcast in this space yes i've shot so many fucking instagram yeah. videos in this space i've shot so many videos in this space it's been an amazing I've drank house within this space i have stories of joey diaz in this space you remember the egg white story yes and <laughs> like, i remember your dad and joey diaz smoking pot and doing your first podcast in here that yeah. was crazy your dad eating smoking, marijuana eating sorry same thing this, this has been a, an amazing space for us. But I, I think what they said was, right now the market is at its top. That what At its top means that the interest rates are low. This is just a little inside baseball. Lower. Lower. And so what is going to happen is the market's going to fall. Within the next 12 months or 18 months, the market's going to start to fall. And um, at when it does, the interest rates are going to go up. So Regardless, if you can buy a place right now at a low interest rate and allow it to fall and then raise again, and in that time, find a place where you can renovate. That's what the conversation we had yesterday. That's yes. boring as fuck. Yeah, it but is so boring. That, but what we're going to do is I think we're going to look for a place. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. Take, if yeah. something presents itself that's undeniable. Leanne, I don't give a fuck about your fucking house. Okay. Th- that's what they're So what saying. should we talk about? Um, I think <clears throat> we should talk about the fact that I am leaving town tonight for 10 days. And how lucky you are that you're only in charge of like three of those 10 days that yeah, I'm gone. I work. Yeah, I know you work, but you're pretty lucky because I have a 14-page dossier <laughs> as to what happens when I'm gone. You are a control freak. I'm not a control freak. I'm uber organized. 
I don't need for this to happen. This is not for me, actually. So just so you know, are you guys ready for this? Yeah. I want all the guys listening to lower your radio if your wife's in the room, because this is the workings of an amazing husband. Leanne's, okay. Leanne's uh, one of Leanne's best friends, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. uh, is has work in Vietnam. Yep. And I and she said, I'm going there. I'm going to try to take, make a little vacation of it. And I said to Leanne, you should probably go. And Leanne was like, oh, I can't go. That's Leanne's always, oh, I, I can't have too much stuff. I can't do it. I can't, we should go to Paris. No, I can't go. I can't go. We should go to Hong Kong. Oh, I can't go. I can't go. It's too, I, If I had known about this a month ago and I just said, fuck it, you're going. And she was like, no, I, I mean, I can't. I, and it's just every excuse she could come up with. That's I can't not go. true. You tried. No, that's not I'm true I'm going to be a pain all. in the ass to Sandy. I'm going to be, I can't go. I, well, who's going to watch the girls? I said, listen, we'll figure all that out. We can figure all that out. You need this. The, I said, this is your year of growth. Yes. For me, in my opinion, going to Vietnam changed my cultural DNA. Right. It changed the way I looked at the world. Mm-hmm. I'll never see the world the same way after going to Vietnam. So funny. I wrote about this in my blog today. I, I wrote about, I'm, I'm trying to like write a blog post about the quotes that I post on my website. And this particular post was about... Um, boredom like how you have to sacrifice boredom to live your fullest life so i was writing about that that my first instinct hang on wait say that again sacrifice boredom to live your fullest life you have to sacrifice boredom to live your fullest life and it's not always boredom or not get rid of boredom yeah you you can't just slide into boredom and stay in boredom. You won't live your fullest life if yeah. you just stay in boredom. So in order to live your fullest life, you have to sacrifice boredom, and it's not always an easy sacrifice. That was the base, the gist of the quote. The whole quote is by Richard Bach, and it's on my website. Um, but I was writing about that, and I was like, you know what? It's true. When this trip came up, my first reaction is no, not because I don't want to go, but because the preparation it takes for me to to go, like the two weeks of prep and the one week of post for me to go is overwhelming. And so in in order for me to get ready to go, I have no free time, which is okay. But my first instinct was obviously it's okay. Of course I want to go to Vietnam, but my first instinct is, oh no, then I won't get to like sit on the couch and do this. This was how it was relative to this quote about boredom. So I have to sacrifice boredom to work really hard for two weeks to go have this 10 day vacation. And then when I get back, I have to kind of catch up. And none of this is bad it just is reality does that make sense everyone listen to this podcast there should be a uh, you should know that there's a thing leanne does that i love and she just did it and i hope you hear more of it and if anyone wants to go through and edit videos of her doing it i would love it what it's is when she it goes, which is okay okay you, do, you go which it, which i could do which is okay i love when you do that okay no not not that's you're not doing it there but um <laughs> but I'm confused. So anyway, this thing that I type up is information for you. I don't care if this happens. Let me see it. But I'd rather you have this information than be calling me all fucking day on my vacation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So your name is at the top when it is relative to you. That's Oksana's day, so you don't have to worry about Oksana. That's Oksana. That's Oksana. That's Oksana Burt. I don't know when or when. I didn't know when you were coming back. I'm not going to say the exact days. Okay. Because I don't know if they'll know when this got released and if you already went or if you didn't go. Whatever. Uh, I'm burping like crazy. Oh, sounds very sexy. 
So I always type up these instructions for whoever takes the kids. I seriously don't care if none of this happens. I'm on vacation. Start getting ready for bed. Right? 845 lights out. <laughs> Please have the girls water my plants in the front and backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I love my, my 540 a.m. Wake up. Make bre- This is Monday. This is Monday. 5.40 a.m. Wake up. Make breakfast. Start lunch boxes. Feed dog. Fuck, I just realized I'm doing all this on Monday by myself. Yeah. <laughs> this is my every day. 5.45. Wake up. Make breakfast. Start lunch boxes. Feed dogs. See last page for breakfast and lunch box ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want you to, I want to make it easy for whoever's saying here. So instead of going, I have no idea what to make for lunchbox. And there's three people taking care of my kids. I have Oksana, you and your sister. So instead of having this conversation with all three of you, and then one of you for sure will forget half of what I say. Jesus Christ. So I know it's a monumental, see what I mean? It's a monumental amount of effort Wake for me up, to leave G and I have them eat breakfast. I will need encouragement. 6.15, have the girls start getting ready for school. 6.30, give them a 10 minute warning. 6.45, out the door, drop Isla off. Georgia will be picked up. I just had Maya's, uh, uh, okay, her friend's yeah, 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 yeah. mom and dad just pick George up every day. So she's not stressing out a bit about being late for the bus. Just okay. to alleviate that stress, okay. let her ride to school. Maya's going to pick up. Yeah. Uh, Maya's mom's picking up Georgia every day. Every day. So you don't have to deal with getting Georgia to the bus. So Eight you o'clock. You just have to deal with Isla. You're welcome. Courtney walks the dogs. 3 p.m. Pick up Isla. Do homework. Mm-hmm. Good luck. 5 p.m. Pick up Georgia at softball dinner six between six and seven by the way hold on i have a fucking busy day one day yeah i know no i know i'm working monday yeah i know so but i don't have anybody to help it's you you got dinner between six and seven eight fifteen start getting ready for bed you gotta compress all your work between the hours of eight and three that day that's what i was trying to tell you but do you listen to me ever i got a podcast with bonnie mcfarland yeah, I know, but you're supposed to be done by the time you pick up Georgia Shit. at softball. Because I can get you you can get Isla dropped off at home on Monday, but you gotta five forty five AM. Wake up, make breakfast, start it's lunch. Tuesday, boxes, right? Dogs. Yeah, this is like fucking this is what crazy people do when they do. They just wake up and they go, Wake up, make breakfast, start lunchbox. No, wait, this is not crazy wake people. Up, this is what I have to do box, every dogs. day. Wake up, make lunchbox, start lunchbox. Wake up G and I, have them eat breakfast. I will need encouragement. Start the days. Uh, have the girls start ready and getting ready for school. 6.30, give them a 10-minute warning. This is like so redundant, I'd lose my fucking mind. Yeah, this is my every day. 6.40, out the door. Drop off Isla. George will be picked up by Maya's mom. <laughs> 8 o'clock, Courtney walks the dogs. Jesus Christ, do you put on the same outfit every morning? You're no, like Jeff Goldblum no, from The Fly. No. Again, I repeat it every day so you can take off Monday and throw it away. And now Tuesday, you take it off, throw it away. And you, I have three people taking care care of my kids gardener comes make sure the dogs are in the house how much you want to bet the gardeners get attacked by the dogs <laughs> 1 30 pick up isla i gotta pick up all these kids yeah yeah tuesday i i tuesday the elementary school and the middle school get out at the exact same time at 1 30 so i pick up all the kids who have siblings at the elementary school and drop them off <laughs> so you gotta drop I'm off a panic attack it's only like it's only two other kids i know but pick but you I did mean, it last week. I know, but I know, but, I, I know, but it's, no, but it's it's fine. But like I like I haven't you haven't included my schedule in this. I wish you would put my schedule in here. Would you like me to go back and do that? 
okay. you make fun of the way that I make my my list, so that you can just look at your list and see what your entire day is. Would you like me to do that for Wednesday you? Wednesday morning, five forty-five. Wake up, start lunches, <laughs> feed dogs. Georgia has. A... <laughs> So that day, Georgia has a late start. So now you got to wake up the kids at a different time. You see how it says Georgia has a late start in all caps? Wake up, Isla. Have her eat breakfast. Isla will need encouragement. Isla starts getting ready for school. (laughs) 6.30. Give her 10 minute warning. Out the door. Drop off Isla. 7 a.m. Wake up, Georgia. Have her eat breakfast. Have Georgia start getting ready for school. I think my flight leaves at 7 a.m. Okay, well, then you'll have to get uh, your sister to spend the night that night. She can. I told her I did not know when you were leaving because you hadn't booked your flight. Walks the dogs. 8 o'clock. Noon. The pool guy comes. Make sure the dogs are in house. Twelve thirty. Call nine one one. Dogs have attacked the pool guy. <laughs> uh, fuck Isla's play date. She's got a fucking play date on thir- on no, Wednesday. Wednesday, she's being picked up from school by Jeannie, and she's just staying with Jeannie all day, all day long. That's just so Annie would right, know where have the to do kids this, are. I just have to do this two days. Well, see, you hadn't booked your flight when I wrote this out, so I didn't know when you were leaving on Wednesday, so I gave it to you not knowing if it was you or Annie. Annie can do it. I'm getting a fucking... I'm having panic. I knew you would. It was just fucking crazy. Do you have any questions? Uh-uh. No questions. How soon can I leave? <laughs> well, see, now Sunday you had said it sounds like you've got stuff going on Sunday, too, So even though you're not going to... Um, no? I don't know. Okay. Well, Georgia has a softball game that day, so it might be good for you to go to her softball game if you don't have anything going on. Okay. I will find out. It's at 3 o'clock. Yeah. In the afternoon. So what's your schedule for Vietnam? 6 o'clock. Wake up. Feed dogs. Oh, no. It is. What do you think about that schedule? It's aggressive. Is it aggressive? Is that what your life's like? Yes. Just every day. It's the exact same thing. Every day. Same thing. 5.45. I am home. What percentage of America do you think has the exact same life every single day? What percentage of America? Yeah. Is like, 85? wakes up every single day. No. I think so. <clears throat> Baby, nobody has your life. My daddy has the same schedule every damn day. He's a regular person. Your daddy has the same schedule every day. Your daddy gets up the same time, goes to the office, 4 o'clock in the morning, works till 2 o'clock in the afternoon, comes home, does yard work, watches TV, goes to dinner, goes to bed. Same thing every day. You have a crazy life that is never the same but you are not typical i think most people have a life like this this is why sometimes i get really um pissy so i don't want this regiment but this regiment is what has to happen when you have kids that are in school like you your kid has that's like so what do, what that's do like Dax Shepard day, and Kristen bell do they hire people who do this regiment you think you don't think? Yeah, they, you don't think they parent their kids themselves? I think they do somewhat. Yeah, but you don't think you don't think Kristen Bell wakes up every morning at five forty-five? Oh, maybe I don't know. Maybe they is, do. Maybe they do. But the, in some, <clears throat> but they're not doing. They're not. I guarantee you, they may be doing that. But I bet you they don't do it every day. I bet you they have some days where they have something they have to do and they can't do that as well. And they have someone who can take care of it. That's just on the reg, like. Like the driving back and forth from softball, that's that I don't have anybody else. You do it when you're here, but if you're not here, like I would imagine Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard have somebody that could pick their kids up at softball. They probably have a personal assistant. Or somebody. They have somebody, a nanny, somebody that just deals with kids for what they can't deal with. I'm sure they're great parents. You know, I read somewhere that one in four people in Los Angeles can afford a house. 
Yeah, I know. Un- By the way, one in four people in Los Angeles can afford a house of, I think it was like six of the, of the median right. house raid wage. Right. House price is six hundred thousand dollars one in four people in los angeles can afford that the statistic i heard yesterday on npr was that um the median income in la is seventy thousand dollars but in order to own a house in la a median house in la you have to earn a hundred and twenty thousand dollars to be able to own that house so the only way you could own the house is if two people in your family make seventy thousand dollars a year. But the but but that's just nearly it's crazy. We're in a crazy place, L.A. L.A. is the second most expensive place to live behind San Francisco. Now it has surpassed New York. Really? For home ownership, yes, it has surpassed New York. That's what I heard yesterday on NPR. That's so fucking crazy. It is crazy. Um, it's crazy. They were talking about these two teachers who were looking at houses and they were, the house they were looking at was an $800,000 teardown. Right. It's just fucking insane. It is insane. It's really prohibitive because it is it is eliminating a true middle class in this city. You realize for us to like, uh, can I say how much we paid for our house when we bought it? Paid for it? Yeah, you comfortable with that? Yeah, I don't care. We paid $520,000 for this house. Now, for people who live in rural Georgia, in Bowden, Georgia, in my hometown, that sounds insane. But here, that was literally the cheapest house we had been looking for houses for like eight months mm-hmm. and I had never found anything that inexpensive. I remember them saying stuff to us like, you know, if you could just up your price to a million dollars, right? you really get a lot more house. And, and we, were, we, were like, we were like, I remember we were being like, <laughs> we can't up it past 500,000. I was like, six, 650 was our max. We didn't have six. We couldn't no, afford no, 650. 650 was our max. It was. When we were looking, 650 was our max. But I am way, really time, stubborn. <clears throat> and I was like, I know I can find something in the vibes. At the time, we had, I was starting my second season of Birth to Conquer. Yes. So I'd been on TV two years. Yeah, you were starting your second year. So you'd been on TV one year. One year. Starting my second year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do you remember what I was making on Birth to Conquer? No. I don't remember. I wish I could tell you what I was making because I was making probably $3,000 on the road doing stand up mm-hmm. a weekend. I was working every weekend. I wasn't doing birth to conquer. Mm-hmm. I was probably making. 10, you mean your total income for the year? Uh, no. I would be closer to knowing that. Oh, for real? Yeah. You were probably making like 300,000. Not. No, you were making under three. But probably like two seventy. But 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 I was that, that's is that before taxes and managers and agents and everyone? Yeah, that's before. Correct. So then I only keep half of that. You 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 keep fifty five percent of your money. Well, less than that now because of the tax brackets and stuff. But yeah, you keep about fifty percent of your money now. So if we so, make a million dollars, say just for a round number, we keep five hundred thousand by the time we've paid agent, manager, business manager, taxes, everything. That's our, our I don't know. I, I remember being panicked that we would get in a house and we would lose it. Well, here's, here's my philosophy always when we were looking for that house. The mortgage, the monthly mortgage could not be more than we would have to pay in rent. Yeah. Because my philosophy was if we can't afford to rent an apartment, 
we can't afford to live in this city. And so we spent $520,000 on a house that did not have central air and heating. Correct. Had windows from the thir- the 1930s. 39, yep. 1939. Had... um. No electricity. Well, it had electricity, but the electricity was all from 1939. Yeah. And and the front door needed to be painted. (laughs) The front door didn't need to be painted. It was blue. But that was... That was what you could get for money in LA at the time. And that was, by the way, that was at the crash of the market. That was 2009. Well, not to mention the house was really small. It was, uh, it was... Um, 1,300 square feet. 1,300 square feet. So it's not like we got this enormous... The j- girls shared a bedroom. Yes. Leanne and I got the small bedroom. Yes. We shared a closet. By the way, I'm sure there's people How listening to this. How did we ever share a closet? I'm sure people are listening to this going, oh, woe is me, Bert. I right. make... $30,000 a year and I live in an apartment with my kids. Right. It's all relative. It is all I'm relative. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not saying that that I had it so rough. No. I'm just saying that to live in Los Angeles at the time was, it was so fucking difficult. Well, what's it, what the relativeness is, um, we, way, were, we were just living very middle class and still making, you know, six figures a year. But our lifestyle was not extravagant. We had a small oh. home in a in a nice neighborhood, in a nice neighborhood, in a safe neighborhood, but not in Beverly Hills. We're, we're, we're in the valley, you know, so we're in a moderately priced community in a small home. So I don't want people thinking we, were, we spent five hundred thousand dollars living in a four thousand square foot house. No, we What's spent five hundred thousand dollars and we're living in a thirteen hundred two bedroom, one bath with four people. That's what we that's what was happening. That's what the housing market is in L.A. And so if you're going to live here. You have to, if we lived in Georgia, if you were just a touring comic, you had no interest great. in the podcast. No, Do you know, we would be, we would be like living like kings, but because we Nate live Bargazzi. here, we, but because we live here, it's very different. So, you know, it takes $5 to do what $1 does in Georgia. I mean, we go to the lake in Alabama and we go to, to Walmart and we're like $2.50 for cereal. Seriously? It's $6 in LA. For the for Cheerios, same exact cereal, same yeah. exact thing. It's six dollars for a gallon of milk here, and then you go to Georgia, and it's like two. <laughs> I remember the so. big thing when I first moved out here from uh, when I first moved to New York from Tallahassee was like, yo, you're charging seven dollars for a drink. Yeah, seven dollars for a beer. They're do- they're like two fifty in Tallahassee. Right. Maybe. That's not even... I mean, you could go out and get drunk with 20 bucks in Tallahassee. Yeah, no can do in a big metropolitan city. Like, maybe you can in Atlanta. I don't think so, though. My rent in Tallahassee was $150 a month. Mm -hmm. And I moved to New York and it was $800 a month. Yeah. And instead of having my own room, I slept on the couch. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Cost of living really is crazy. And I think... I wonder if people listen to this and they go, then just move. Why not have a very full enriched life and where you can save money why do we stay here um there's several reasons why we stay here one is your job is much more than just a traveling comic so your industry is here it's like trying to if if you worked in oil but you lived in michigan uh, maybe there's oil in michigan but you know my point you're not living it you live in texas or you live in california because that's where oil is yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're going to be a stand-up, this is where you need to be, or New York. And you're no better off in New York. You're paying the same <coughs> amount of money for less space. Yeah. So uh, that's one reason. The other reason is I think that our sensibility, or at least my sensibility, is more 
Southern California than it is anywhere else I've ever lived. Who I am as a person, I feel I'm happy. I'm happier here than I've ever been anywhere in my life. So that's something that we can afford to have. Do you ever think, though, like if you lived in Georgia, you'd be one of the MILFs and out here you're just some old lady? (laughs) I don't really care about being a MILF or an old lady. That's not really my focus at all. Do you feel like you're turning into your grandmother? No. No. A little bit? No. A little bit? No. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, I always fantasize about getting off the grid, about getting out somewhere and leaving L.A. Off the grid? Well. Not off the grid. You mean out of L.A. I'm out of L.A. Yeah. I know sometimes you're like, let's move up up in Ventura County. And I'm like, no freaking way. I would die up there. I don't know what it is about here. I I wonder if it is all my great friends. I've made all these great friends. I didn't really have... Well, I had this big family growing up. You know, my dad's family's really big. My mom's family's really big. So I, I really loved that being in this bigger group of people that you're really comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that when I lived in Atlanta. I didn't have that in New York City. But I have created that here. And I'm really unwilling to leave it. Does that make sense? Like if I went back to Georgia, it's not the same. A lot of those, I'm, I'm an adult now. I was a child then. And the safety of your, you know, Aunt Isla is not the same when you're an adult. You look for safety in your peers. And although I love my cousins, you know, I love hanging out with Wade and Stephanie and Chris and Keith and all those people. Um, I don't know if I don't know how I'd, how I would fit in day to day. I don't know if I would fit in. I wonder why our children are hesitant to get a new house. I think Georgia has always been. By the right. way, when we say we get a new house, I'm not. I, I, I just to make things clear. I'm not saying that we're rich now and we no. can just go get another house. What has happened is Leanne worked very hard on this house and we built equity in this house. Yes. And so right now I think we're at the top of the market of where we could sell this house. And if we want to move up where upwards in like a comfort level, meaning invest in and take our money and invest it wisely, we should do it in another property well, and allow Leanne to do what she did previously, which is take a property, make it better, us live in it, us put the sweat equity by living in it while it's being renovated right. and <clears throat> well really what it is is about this really this house unintentionally is a profitable flip by the way i would never have a problem i would just say what i want to say on my podcast but with you i know that you are so not like you're not like i wouldn't mind going fuck dude i'll make it rain buy a new house fucking living large balling i don't lie i'm not you're like not, that you're not like I'm that i'm not so like I, that at all and it's not who i am really so i think no, I'm, I'm protective of it <laughs> <clears throat> on your podcast as opposed to on my podcast. Isn't that interesting? That's really fascinating. I wonder if my podcast seems more authentic to you. Shut up. And so... <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But that is true. You are not that way. I mean, when we were talking yesterday with the business manager, um, you were like, my number one concern is that we um, we we uh, profit on the value of this house and that we're not house poor, that I don't buy some house that I can't afford. I will not buy a house we can't afford. I still feel we should only live in a place that we can afford like at the minimum of your income level. So uh, if we buy a new house, it's going to be the same situation. We're going to buy a house that's a fixer upper and I'm going to fixer it upper. And then that's how you, that's how it's the sweat equity where you put in $2 and now it's worth six. So you get something at a bargain because I don't, I don't pay full price for anything. I know you do, but I really don't. 
I am a bargain shopper because Full price. I don't even know there's a price. Yeah, I, I know. When you said cereals two dollars. I went first yeah. of all. I went. We buy cereal when we're there. Second, I was like, who checks the price of cereal? I, I do. I haven't checked the price. I I we went car shopping the other day and I wasn't even looking at the prices of the cars we were getting in. I was just getting in, going, "Ooh, I like this one." Yeah, no, that's the childlike <coughs> part of your personality. And then that's you really were like, great. "It's a hundred thousand dollars." I bet you like it. Yeah. And then as soon as I took, as soon as I put the price on, I was like, "Well, I don't like it that much." No, right? Exactly. I was like, well, "That's a hundred thousand dollars for me. A hundred thousand dollars is like if you're gonna spend it on a car." It better like make you espresso while you're driving down the road or something. Suck your dick. I was just saying yeah, suck your dick. Well, <laughs> my listeners are mostly women, so that doesn't really relate what? to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I suck a dick? Is that what they would I'm, I'm sorry. The patriarchy spoke. <laughs> the patriarchy jerk. sure did. But but yeah, I, and, then, and then you start going, well, fuck, even the bottom of the line of this car is 70000 Is it worth 70000 And how do people afford that? And how then, do you then, afford that? And then we were like, we're like, by the way, but like, and then we were like, well, wait, what car do we, what do we want out of a car? Like, I, you know, I used to, I remember Elliot Gould when I first met Elliot Gould, uh, when I first met him, we were on a show and he said, we hit it off. He's like, let's hang out. So we went out to dinner one night. I had a top of the line expedition. I went in, I said, uh, I want the expedition with all the bells and whistles. And the guy was like, all right. I was the easiest customer he had ever had. I'm sure. And he was like, okay, how much do you want to pay for it? And I go, I don't give a fuck. Whatever the price says. I was doing the, I, I'm not good at, I'm not good at math. And I had found, I was making $5,000 an episode on the X show. Yeah. And I, I was with Eddie. We were on Franklin um, in my, in my, in a rental car at the time when I found out I got the gig and I did the math wrong, I went $5,000 an episode, 52 weeks. I looked at Eddie go, I'm a fucking millionaire. <laughs> and Eddie goes, I think you are. He didn't do the math either. Oh my God. And so when I told, I wanted the car, I was like, I don't care. I could just, I wanted to be the guy that was like, just ring it up. Right. Have my business manager take care well, of it. Well, you still, you still do want to be that guy. I think everyone wants to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Money doesn't matter to you. And you're like, just, I don't want it. The, the, the money what's, should what's, always matter. $10,000 between friends. Is, but no, but the thing is, in my opinion, money is energy and you have to be respectful of that. So to be wasteful of that is to be wasteful of your energy. I'm definitely wasteful of money. And that's to me, that is out of integrity, not because I'm stingy or greedy, but because money is just like love, which is just like friendship which is just like creativity and if you just vomit it out then you're you're spent you're spent emotionally if you if you pay attention to money in an energetic fashion and you say i have to care for that i have to nurture that and that i'm going to take care of myself by saving for retirement Mm -hmm. i'm going to take care of my children by creating savings accounts with them and helping them learn about money and learn that things cost things but not everything has to cost you know like when we were talking about this trip to vietnam Bert was like you will be flying business class and it is six thousand dollars and sandy and i were both like no yeah, we but are I, not I paying just would, that I for would rather, I would rather skip the hassle of of all the shit you guys were going through. I, I look, it's just my brain. But I, my I brain just works feel, differently. I feel privileged to go. And if I have to go and coach because that's a reasonable amount for us to pay, then that I was fine with that. But to pay that much money first, to me was obscene. That, so that is we, obscene. And we didn't. <clears throat> and we didn't. We bought but, a coach ticket and, we, and the, I'm happy to have paid for a coach ticket. 
uh, to go. You, well, you got upgraded. I did with get upgraded miles. with miles, but I if I didn't get upgraded, I would have been fine. By the way, I, I talked to Tommy yesterday, and the first thing he said was, "Leanne's going to Vietnam." I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "Please tell me she's flying business class." Uh, and I go, "She is," and he was like, "Oh, thank fucking god!" But we just upgraded with miles because we we have we again take care of our money in that all of our credit cards have some type of rewards program and all of our credit cards have some type of like if you spend money on travel you get even more rewards so that's being smart with money that's not that's not being frivolous or careless and just getting a macy's card so that you get macy's points so that you continue shopping it's something that actually not that that's necessarily bad but for us it makes more sense to get a credit card that that gives us travel reimbursement so now i can upgrade my ticket from a coach class to a business class just using miles so it costs me no more money than just flying coach to me that is caretaking of your money right by the way when i fly international and if i do fly business class i make sure there's work t- attached so that is a business write-off which is taking care of your money yeah so i don't right. like yeah it's paying for a six thousand dollar ticket for me to go to vietnam is not taking care of your money that's just throwing money away. Yeah. It is. It's energetically, it is. it's like, fuck it, we can, fuck it, I got all the money in the world. When the universe goes, do you now? I think, I think you have to really be respectful. And, and, what and if, what if grateful. I, what if I, what if I, what if me and you did a challenge? Which is what? To see if I could spend less than X amount of dollars in a month. <laughs> <laughs> you're challenging me to that and you have to spend more than oh no 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 no! i, w- I wouldn't be able to do that <laughs> i wouldn't be able to do that i'd yeah. have a hard time doing that i think you'd have a hard time just watching walking by a lid store for you you start shaking <laughs> like you start sweating like an addict i mean the number of hats in this house is obscene that's a fun challenge to do with your fans what to s- See the thing that you spend the most money on in your budget. Yeah. And see if you can spend. Well, you can't say the most money on your budget. No, 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 not not like your home. For the unnecessary items. Because you spend a lot of money on travel. But that's probably the most money. I'm not going to stop. No, you can't. So the most frivolous money. The frivolous money. I wonder what I spend the most frivolous amount of money on. I don't know. I don't really ever spend that much money. Probably chickens chickens like fucking pets no fucking clogs no fucking clogs. potting soil what these are the, your interests <laughs> clogs yeah where did you come up with that you just always put on your goddamn clogs to take out my clogs like, are my outdoor shoes trash cans they're my outdoor shoes they're wooden spend a lot of money on uh, on stupid books i do i do buy a lot of books yeah, no more reading for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm having flashbacks from childhood. <laughs> Wait, what? What? You don't. You don't spend any. I think your challenge would be to double your spending on clothes. On clothes? Yeah, like something that's frivolous. You don't like and my then clothes. I will cut. No, I like those jeans though. You do? Yeah, they they're kind of sexy. <laughs> my um, boyfriend jeans. Oh, I know you could double your spending on what? sex toys. Oh, sex shut toys, up. yeah. And <clears throat> and I'll cut my spending on what's my probably my most frivolous spending is um Shall I make a list? Tipping. I tip pretty aggressively. You do tip really aggressively. Well, if someone if someone well, I tip aggressively number one if someone recognizes me they get tipped a lot no but that's yeah but I've you shouldn't feel bucks. like you have to do that i've tipped 50 bucks if i get recognized just 50 bucks i go i appreciate it that, that you'd stop doing that but trust me 
That you, you mm-hmm. hold on one second. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Stop for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one guy that you waited on at Lowry's who was a big writer for a big TV show? Him and his partner. Yes, a cartoon. I do. And he didn't tip at all. Yes, I do. And, and he also was a jerk to me personally. Now, what about if that guy had been a jerk and no, then tipped me? No, but no, <laughs> no. He was not, a, first of all, I'm never a fucking jerk. No, you're not. Actually, I probably am sometimes. I, I, Georgia pointed that out. Tom said my favorite video that he, when we were talking yesterday, he goes, my favorite video you've ever done on Insta Stories is when Georgia was calling you out for condescending to that guy at the car dealership. No way. And have you seen it? No. I'm I don't, I don't follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I'm just your wife. I'm not a fan. <laughs> this, this is pretty fucking interesting. Is it? I think it's in I've seen that behavior many times, so I'm sure I'll know exactly what you're talking about. As you, you, you sometimes go, hey, could you give me that? And I'm like, that, how, why are you talking to somebody like that? You have to say, would you mind? And be respectful and mindful that they're ready? a person. Yeah. I think this is it. Nice. Yeah. You're just like a very bad energy. I have bad energy? No, like you came and you're like, how are you doing, sir? And he was like, hey. And then, oh, I look great. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, hold on. That's one. Very slow. He was being very slow, and I was being passive aggressive. I was, but I was being passive aggressive. Passive aggressive, you were like, you're doing now. No, I'm not. I'm just no, correcting you. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what you're doing, though. Yeah. You were like, no, 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 no. I want to speak to Tyler. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Here we go. And he said, why do you want to see this car? I said, because I want to buy it. Yeah, but like... You what is the fuck? Say, why else would I want to see a fucking car? You didn't say if you were comparing it to a car that you already... Like, there are so many other reasons for you to be looking at a car. No, I want to I want to buy one. You could have been comparing color. You've known me for 14 years, and I can't believe you're taking this guy's side immediately. No, because he wasn't doing anything wrong. You were in the wrong here. You're being very passive aggressive. Go like this. You're a fucking jerk. I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth. That was that was me in Georgia, and Tom's like, "That's the funny because that's so you sometimes, and yeah. you don't know that it's you." Yeah, you don't know. You're not actually. <clears throat> sometimes I don't even think that you are trying to be rude or aggressive. I wasn't trying to be rude to that guy no, at all. You I just, walked in, and the guy was dismissive of me because I'm I'm wearing a sleeveless uh, sweatshirt. And running shoes, and I'm just kind of like he's just dismissive. Like he's doing what he's looking at me, going, "Well, fuck, what's right. this guy here for?" Right. I'm, I don't look like a, a, I have any money. Right. And I come in, and I was like, "Hey, man, is Tyler here?" And the guy goes, "Yeah. Who do you need to? What do you need?" I said, "Tyler." Tyler said to come in and speak to a general manager. And he goes, "What? What do you need?" And I said, "Is Tyler here?" And he was like, "No." I said, "Okay. Can I talk to a general manager?" And he goes, what do you need? And I said, I, I would like to look at the new Escalade. And he goes, what for? And I said, I want to buy it. And he goes, well, no, what do you want to look at it for? I said, for purchasing it? I was like, I'm, I go, can I talk to a general manager? And he was like, well, yeah, well, what, do you, what do you like? What do you want to do? I said, I would, well, I'd like to see an Escalade. I would then like to test drive it. And then I'd like to buy it. And then he went, okay, well, I can do that for you. I said, fantastic. That's great. And then I said, I go, let me start this all over. I go, maybe I was unclear. I, I was, I called up earlier and I spoke to Tyler. Tyler said, well, if you want to look at one of the 2019s, then it's got to be a general manager to show you a 2019. And so he said he had a bunch downstairs. I don't know if you have a downstairs, but he said he had a bunch downstairs. He goes, that's what we call the other lot. And I go, okay, cool. He said, you have a bunch of 2019s that aren't black. And he goes, well, what kind do you want to see? 
And I said, well, if I'm not mistaken, he goes, you need to be in the system. And, I, and now, now I'm like starting to lose it. And I go, I go, let me, Tyler said I'm in the system. Tyler said I could, should come here, ask for Tyler and see, speak to a general manager. And then, and then the guy gets behind his computer and he goes, what's your name? And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, I don't think I gave Tyler my name, but I go Bert. And he goes, oh yeah, Bert, you have an appointment for 530. And I went, okay. And he goes, let me see if I can get you a general manager. And I was like, you motherfucker. Go fuck yourself. What the fuck? Because I look like I have no fucking money. You're going to treat me like shit and make me do a runaround? And then in the middle of this, by the way, a couple walks up and they knew him and they're like, they're like, hey, hey, can we talk to you for a second? And the guy walked away and talked to them. And I'm like, fuck you, Georgia. You're on my fucking team. And then Georgia just is like, you're being condescending. I was like, yeah, I'm being condescending because he's a fucking idiot. And so, yeah, sometimes I can be a shit. Yeah. But if you I, recognize me at a restaurant and you're my server, I'll definitely tip you. Okay. I don't know. Some of that story sounds a bit suspect. Maybe sometimes, sometimes you, you could, we are so pl- privileged in our life. We are so blessed. Well, hold on. We are this so has lucky. No, but sometimes you have to think, or at least this is the way I think. I? You're not letting me finish. Some like if I'm at Target and the person checking me out at Target is not exceptional. I, I look and I go, you know, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. I don't know if they're having a bad day, bad week, someone's sick. I don't know what's going on. So I'm not going to take anything personally, this person's, and I'm going to elevate myself in hopes that that will elevate them. That's what I do. So in that situation, I should have walked up and said, can I speak to Tyler? And he goes, which I think is the right way to approach that. Did you ever say please? I'm sorry. I'm sure. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You know, you've done this to me over and over again where you go. You should say please. When Carmen said that she. Who's Carmen? Who's Carmen? Cowhead's sidekick. Oh, Carmen. Yeah. And said, said, um, she didn't like me because I was rude. Yeah. And I was like, can you fucking believe that? And you're like, you're rude. Yeah. Or like, well, no, I'm not. And you're like, do you ever call her and ask her how she's doing? And I was like, that's ridiculous. Uh-huh. I'm calling to talk to Cowhead. Right. And you're like, yeah, but she's answering the phone. I go, yeah, I know. And I just go, hey, can I talk to Cowhead? Yeah. And you go, yeah, but she's a person too. Maybe you want to ask her how she's doing. And then she said, when you call, you just ask for Cowhead. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but that's a, I'm fucking speeding the process up. We're on air. Like in my head, I was defending it. And ever since then, I've taken a time and I've right. been like, hey, Carmen, how you doing? And she's like, good. How are you doing today? I was like, pretty good. And she's like, hey, I loved your special. I was like, oh, you watched it? And she's like, yeah, I watched it a couple times. Really fucking funny. Congrats. And I was like, oh, thanks, Carmen. And then I'm like, hey, is Coward there? And that two seconds of your time. By the way, I'm not a bad person. No, you're a great person. But no, but in today's society, you could take what you're saying about check your privilege, about take a look at your white privilege and see that what I'm doing is you could analyze and go what you're doing is white privilege behavior. Fucking privileged white boy who grew up not. Yeah. But I'm not, but I'm, I'm, but, but I'm not a bad person. No, you're not a bad person. You just maybe sometimes <clears throat> have bad manners. Not bad manners. I said maybe sometimes. In this or moment. Maybe, okay, wait. Let me let me correct myself. Not bad manners. Maybe a lack of manners. That's not even me at all. No? No? No please? No thank you? I say please all the time. <laughs> <laughs> to who? What was it you asked for the other day? We were sitting at the table and you're like, hey, give me that. And I was like, how about a please? How about a hey baby? How about a something nice? I'm going to show you. I'm going to I'm going to show you the phone call that that made Leanne say, you're just rude to people. 
You ready? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. What is and it? And I want everyone to be the judge of this. What are you talking about? I was going to call. I was, oh, fuck, my fucking texts are blowing up. Yeah, don't call. I get your point. You're right. I'm wrong. You win. It's no, a I was going to call. Society. I was going to call Levity, but I when I call Levity, I go. They go, "Hello, uh, Levity Entertainment." I go, "Reg Tigerman, please." Yes, that's different. You're calling a receptionist. Okay, no, but you called me out on the receptionist because you're like. No, I called you out on the assistant. That if you're talking to Reg's assistant every day, that's different than the receptionist. The receptionist changes at an office constantly. I mean, unless it's been, you know, it's a receptionist at your dad's office and been there a hundred times. How you doing today? And she's like, huh? Because it's the receptionist. You're, you're interpreting it very rigidly. Okay. You have to use your brain. Use your common sense. calling me out. Pissed me off. It did piss you off. Yeah. You you know, yeah. (laughs) You know, good for her that she... Has has strength of conviction in her beliefs, and and, and is feels comfortable enough with you to say, "Hey, Dad, that wasn't okay." She didn't say that in any kind of disrespectful way. She was bringing to your attention the fact that that wasn't okay. Yeah, yeah, that's really great that she can talk to you that way. I am so polite to people that I need things from. <laughs> that you need things from? Um, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Like today, when I go to the airport, I'll go, "Hey, how you doing today?" Yeah. Oh, there's sometimes when you are massively polite, like way more polite than I would be. Sometimes. Yes, that's true. And then sometimes it's like you maybe maybe you're in your own world or you're distracted or thinking about something else. Today, I walked past a guy in his Prius who was backing out of his parking of his house over by a school. Yeah. Uh, you know, the house that's a that if you're walking by the church, it's got the big, big hedges. Church by, by the church, by the school. By the church where the AA meetings go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The house with the big, big yeah, hedges. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, the dad was, um, he, you could tell he was sleepy. Yeah. Um, and he was getting his, his kids were getting in the car, but his kids were like doing stuff. Like there were one got in the car and then the other one got in the car and I'm walking and I see him. He sees me, but I, I'm walking and I'm walking behind the car and he backed into me and it didn't hurt me, but he just backed into me. I went, whoa. And I tapped the back of his car and he hit the brakes. He was like, I'm so sorry. Now in that moment I went, no, no, no. I totally, I, I don't know why. I don't know what this is about me, but I go, no, I get it. I totally get it. You're half awake. You're taking kids to school. You're not all there. I should be maybe paying attention and let you go first. And I was like, I, not a big deal. And he rolled the window. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I go, no, no problem. I saw you backing up. I should have. And I was so like, I'm super self-correcting on that. Hey, where's Tyler? I called in and I, uh, I'm talking to Tyler. Tyler, told me, I'm not talking to you. So who was dismissive there? Were you dismissive to him? Okay, let's role play this again. You, you be the guy at the thing, okay? Hey, is Tyler here? I'm here to see Tyler. Wait, but I wasn't there. I can't role play something I didn't witness. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go. You know what? We'll go back. By the way, we're not buying the fucking hundred thousand dollar Escalade. Okay, that's what this all no, gets down to. It no. was. It was not. In my opinion, it wasn't worth it. No, it was, absolutely, it was, was not, not worth, worth it. it. It was the seventy thousand dollar one. Wasn't worth it. It's no. It's we're not now worth looking. It. At, we're now looking at the fucking Yukon, and then we'll probably even go down from that into a fucking 
a fucking used car that Leanne can, or we'll just stay in the car we've been in for 10 fucking years. Oh, shut up. The fucking, this is how Leanne runs money. By the way, now I'm fucking, I got a little fire under me. I know because I got you mad because now I called you out on some of your uh, flaws. So now you're going to try and annihilate me by calling out some of my flaws. I know exactly how you work. Remember the conversation I had with you about telling Isla that she was a rebel and telling Georgia the way that she can get a rebel oh. to do what they want is to outsmart them? Yeah. yeah. I may be smarter than you sometimes. So I know exactly what you're doing. Go ahead. You can annihilate me because I guarantee you the post I will be getting was don't have Bert on again. He talks about himself too much. Because <laughs> my typical podcasts are conversations. This is a conversation. Is it? It's a conversation with your husband. <laughs> the patriarchy. The patriarch. Yes, I know. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about my trip to Vietnam. I'm excited for you. I am excited too. And and thank you very much for pushing me into doing it. I really appreciate it. You, I said come you, higher high water. I'll spend $20,000 to make sure this happens. We're not spending 20000 I said that. I said I don't care. I know you said that. But you really are a great husband. In that, you said you should do this. You should go. And um, I said I think, you should podcast. I'll show you my little recorder that I think you should take with you. Um, I think you should podcast. And... Uh, and post them and I think and well I don't know how to post them I'd just have to send them to Halston I think that but, would be pretty easy you could do that in a we transfer file and send them to Halston we can talk about this after them. hold on no one second give me a sec mm-hmm. post them and um, post them daily maybe no I you know this is I, I don't want to do that I mean I love this podcast but I don't want to be like yes and I've got to post okay, a podcast okay, okay. every day so what about what about what about one podcast in Vietnam Oh, I'm going to do at least one, but okay. I will not do that every day. And you day. don't want microphones. No, I don't. Want... I'm just going to do it on my, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do it on my I'm going to show you iPad. my little, my little, I have a Zoom portable recorder that's smaller than my phone. Mm-hmm. It's literally the size of a lipstick mm-hmm. and it's fantastic and you, it's directional. You and Sandy could use that and do one podcast, do it from the train or do it from the boat. We will. I'll do. I'll figure it out. I may do more than one, but I am not going to say I have to do this every day. I think that's a good idea. I, I'm not going to. That's what I've done my entire fucking career. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to enjoy this trip. Uh, we are. I, you know, Sandy and I are not. I'd, I correct me if I'm wrong. We are very different, right? You and Sandy. Yes. Oh yeah. We're very different, and I love Sandy exactly as she is, but. I'm not a big shopper and she loves to shop. So this is going to be an experience for me because we'll be shopping a lot and I'm just not a big shopper. And we're shopping in Vietnam where I don't speak the language. So uh, that's going to be really fun. And Sandy is opposite of me in that she she really will eat every moment of this vacation. It will be full and fun and we'll have downtime. And I enjoy that Sandy I get life. to just show up Sandy lives and life follow to her. The fullest. She does. And I love that. I live life to the fullest in a different way. You live a very, uh, you live life to the fullest in manageable bites. I do. And she sometimes bites off more than she can chew. But at the end of the day, this trip it is, all this works trip out is, great. Is, uh, I, I would say action-packed. It is going to be action I think what you should do, we're going to see in a lot my of opinion, stuff. I think 
you should share all the info of all the things you did on this trip, all the numbers for the cars you took, for the trains you took, all the links, the thing that Sandy sent. Right. After you do the trip, you should share it in a blog. Oh, I could do that. So, this, so that if there's someone listening to this who's like, you know what? Me and my friend want to go to Vietnam. We don't mind flying coach. We don't need the upgrade. Right. We just want the experience. Right. And, and because the trip you're doing in Vietnam is very inexpensive. It's very inexpensive. The whole time we're there, she said we might spend $1,000 on yeah. everything. Hotel. On everything. We're, we're taking a cruise. We're going on a train. We're going to Sapa. We're going to Hanoi. We're going to Ho Chi Minh City. Um, she was like, you can buy a sleeping bag there for $2. I mean, like the, for the relative, a silk sleeping bag. Not that anybody would need a silk sleeping bag. But she was like, I think we should get one for all the Girl Scouts. Give them all. She was like, they're two bucks each. We spend 50 bucks and every Girl Scout has a silk sleeping bag from yeah. Vietnam. I was like, that's really cute. Um but I'm excited to go. You're taking a train. You're taking a car service. That it t- I mean, yep. it's, a, it's a legit taking a hike, four, four star, hike. five star vacation yeah, for is. under a thousand dollars. And I think there would be a lot of people that be that would love to take the same trip. And it doesn't matter that they're going right through the footprints that you had. No. it's an amazing experience. It's a lot of the stuff we did on Triplet. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to the, like we went to a national forest and went in to see this cave. You would never have interest in doing that. No, you don't think so. Or, no, you wouldn't. It's, it was a six-hour hike in. You had to carry all your gear. No, you we're had to not go through doing. Rivers. We are doing a hike in Sapa, but we're not. I don't think. I can't imagine Sandy would book us on a six-hour hike to well, a cave. Sandy's not. No, so unless but, it's through a Chardonnay but Valley. We, but we are. <laughs> but we are going on a hike in Sapa. I guess Sapa is very rural and mountainous. And uh, she said that there's the shopping there <laughs> will be very like ethnic, whereas the shopping in Ho Chi Minh City will be more souvenir like. <laughs> what does she mean ethnic? She said it's more like authentic Vietnamese, oh, Vietnamese items. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't really even know what that means. Chopsticks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think mean, they use chopsticks in Vietnam. Yeah, they do. Do they? Oh yeah. yeah I guess they. chopsticks are just all across Asia. You you brought me back a beautiful hand carved set of chopsticks from, from vietnam Japan. no you told me they were from vietnam oh, taking them vietnam? yes you told me when you gave them to me so i was like oh that's really cool that's from vietnam yeah. they're beautiful they're in like a box it has like some ivory looking that's probably not that's ivory. Real ivory that's no it's not it's shimmery like the inside of a seashell whatever uh, that is you know what the word that for that is what's that when they do the inlay on guitars yeah it looks like an inlay it's a ivory inlay it's not ivory it's um, shimmery like iridescent like. what's your biggest fear about this trip that i'll get arrested for smuggling meat into the country <laughs> oh that's right sandy has them both smuggling meat into the country oh my god sandy's has a friend there named nom who wants us to bring her seven pounds of filet in our checked luggage so sandy bought a big fucking filet froze it and is shoving in her luggage to smuggle it into Vietnam. Leanne yes. is bringing in soap. I'm bringing 14 bars of Crest soap because her uncle who has been missing, who they hired a private detective to find, has been found. He is in Ho Chi Minh City and we have to go find her uncle and deliver $2,000, a huge container of protein by way, powder. By the way, by the way, all of this may be super legal, and if the country of Vietnam catches wind of it, you're just admitting to all your crimes. Oh, oh no. I didn't know I couldn't bring soap in. Well, they said you should limit the number of beauty products, but I think 14 bars of soap is reasonable, right? So I wouldn't consider soap a beauty product. <laughs> Hygiene product, right? Yeah, yeah, Different, yeah. different, not beauty. 
Um, so I, I volunteered to take the soap. I'm scared to take the meat. I mean, let's, seriously, I don't speak any Asian language. I mean, at least... I thought you were going to say, I don't speak any Asian. <laughs> I don't speak any Asian language. I don't yeah. speak anything. She at least speaks Cantonese. And so Apparently, yeah. So it's going to be a fucking... Blast. It's going to be a fucking... You're going to have a great time. And I, I, the reason I... And I, I hope... Look, I will say that I had no part in the transformation of Leanne that's taken place this year. Well, that's not true Hold either. On. If we, you wanted to do that goddamn thing with Javier... We did that thing with Javier, and you had a fucking epiphany. Jair. Jair. <laughs> and you had an epiphany. I did. And and I simply... Uh, Supported the epiphany. Just listened to the epiphany. Uh-huh. And I... And, but what I'll, I'll say, is it has it been one year? When did you start this? In January? Mm-hmm. The amount of autonomy i've seen you take into your life has just been great and i think everyone every guy that's married to a woman should just almost like almost the way like like you go fishing with a bobber just keep an eye on the bobber and when you see it go down just give it a tug back to set the hook and all i saw was the bobber go down and i thought well it's irresponsible if i don't tug at the hook a little bit right and so and all i've been doing is watch is noting that this year your bobber's been down that you're taking the bait in life and you're 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 seizing the day. And so I thought with this trip <clears throat> it's irresponsible for me not to force it on you and make sure that this happens because this is the coolest year of your life. Yeah, and it has and, been. and I think I think what you should do on this trip is get out of your comfort zone like Will Smith on his 50th birthday, get out of your comfort zone and really seize the day. When Sandy says, "Come on, let's go get a cocktail at, at one in the no, afternoon." But I always do that. Yeah. I always did. When we're on a trip like that, I never go, no. I know, but don't go like, I don't know. I got to go check on the girls. No, no, I don't. I'm on a trip. I'm done. That's why I wrote the 14-page dossier so nobody's calling me, bothering me at my 2 p.m. drink. Right? Yeah. That's what that was. Will you post Instagram stories? I don't know how to do an Instagram story. I'll show you. What does you. that mean? But th- those are easier to do. Is that like do. a video? Yeah, watch. Oh. It's uh I'm not savvy with social media. I know how to post pictures. I know how to post multiple pictures in the same post. Insta stories are my favorite. Although I stopped watching everyone else's and just started rewatching mine. Yeah, I wonder why. Because I'm a narcissist. Maybe a little narcissistic. Maybe a little. This is an Instagram story. Just some tendencies. This part where you pre- hold the button. Uh-huh. Oh, you have to hold the button? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. I'll show you how to do it. Post some Insta stories of you and Sandy. It'll be fun for us to watch. It will be fun. Well, it, just to see, like, you guys having fun. Like, I'm shopping with Sandy. Look at her fucking bartering. And then shoot Right. Sandy. Well, you know, I was saying this the other day, too. I was thinking the mark of a true friendship, a real friendship is when you have the feeling of play, right? Where you're playing. Like when you're out in the yard and you had that friend that you couldn't get out in the, couldn't wait to get out in the yard with and play. Yeah. I very much feel that way about Sandy. I can't wait to play with her. I feel that way about Kathy too. I feel that way about all of my friends, really, that I'm close to, yeah. is that friendship should be about play. It shouldn't be about struggle or drama or mm-hmm. even effort, really. And my friendship with Sandy is very effortless. Um, and so spending 10 days with her, with her friend, because her friend Nam, who's, who lives in Vietnam, is coming with us for Sapa and for the um, 
Halong Bay. But that's awesome because Nam speaks Vietnamese. She is. And she's lovely. <clears throat> she's awesome. She's lovely. So I'm looking forward to playing with her too. You know what I mean? Like I, there's no, I, there's no negative for me in this trip at all. The only negative was the prep and the post and the monumental effort that has to happen for me to get out of here. And when you come it's back, you got a sober husband. I have a sober husband. We have a, a launch of your tour. I have to start making merchandise for the tour. I mean, I'm like, I'm looking for an office space. I'm looking at houses. It's full tilt boogie when I get back. So I'm really going to relish these 10 days of sleep, consistent sleep. Oh, fuck that. You're not getting any consistent sleep. Are you sleep. kidding? Sandy is very protective of her sleep. So that is one good thing. We may stay up a night or two too late, but we're going to get some sleep. She's very good about sleeping. Good luck. So, um, I mean, we're, we're riding on a train overnight so we can sleep on the train. Oh, shut up. I'll, just the lack How of... How ironic would this be if you got robbed on that train? That would be really, that would be really ironic. I think that's... Have I been misusing ironic now because of Georgia? <clears throat> that would be really funny, though. Then I'd have my own story. Maybe Sandy and I will rob the train. Yeah, maybe you'll rob it with your ringworm. And then we can uh, then we can call ourselves the machine in Vietnamese. I wonder how you say the machine in Vietnamese. I don't know. That's a good question. Say. Hey Siri, how do you say the machine in Vietnamese? By the way, we just turned off everyone's phone. Oh, there's no such word as the machine. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, thank you very much for helping me get uh, this trip done. I appreciate it. And, um, no, I'm glad. I'm, I'm really excited for you. I, I get to be one inch closer to your level of world traveler. <laughs> well, this world traveler's got to fly to San fucking Jose. Uh, but I'm wiped out. I could sleep right now. I know. I need to eat something. Well, um, so Isla, I have to tell you this funny story. So Isla, in, in, in deeming Georgia and I the control freaks of the house, told me. I think I told Wait, you. Wait, have they heard that story? What story of the control freak? Yeah. Oh, Isla calls me a control freak on the reg now. I don't know if they've heard your joke about it. Oh, it's. I'm going to be telling it this weekend in San Jose. It's fucking hilarious. But um, because what what is interesting, and I just a little side note is now what Isla's doing is she's getting dressed early and it's spinning Georgia out of control. Right. <laughs> because Isla's putting it, and now Georgia's like, "Fuck, I gotta dig a shit. Oh God, I can't find my shoes." So, Georgia actually may be really a control freak, but Isla is a control freak in her own way, in that she controls the situation by non-compliance. Yeah. So uh, it's a different type of control, but she never thought of that as control. She thought of it as whatever. I'm just a free spirit. But if you're a free spirit to the point where it derails the rest of your family on a regular basis, that means that you are actually now taking over the train. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I so think, I think it's she... control in it, it is just as bad as Georgia. Ooh, big spider behind your head. Oh, it's just that's a regular. That's not a back widow. It's okay. just a regular old spider. Um, but so I'm telling her this and she goes, she goes, yeah. <laughs> Dad says when you're out of town, we don't ever have to be at school on time. And I went, Dad said that? And she goes, yeah. He's like, fuck 545. I'm not getting up for 545. You're just going to be late to school. Fuck zero period. And I went, oh, really? Did he say that really? And she went, yeah. I'm not going to zero period the whole time you're out of town. <laughs> I never said that. 
Did you really never say I that? Never, I don't think I ever said it. Georgia. Oh, I bet you said it joking and not realizing. I bet you went, oh, fuck that. I'm not getting up 545. That's, by the way, it sounds like my language. It sounds like Fuck zero period. Say. Fuck 545. Yeah, well, I'm not doing that. And then I love, I'm sure it was behind you like fist pumping going, yes, finally someone who understands my plight. I wouldn't be shocked plight. if she called in sick those two days. <laughs> she better not. That's the problem is that she agreed to go to zero period so she could have yearbook. Yeah. And if that's what you sign up for, then that's what you're going to do. And it's a life. That's a life lesson. No, I agree. You know, I think I think uh... <laughs> dad said, fuck zero, period. Fuck 545. <laughs> he said he's not getting up at 545. I said, then who's making you? Breakfast? I probably did say that. Now that you're saying it that way, I probably definitely said that. That definitely sounds like exactly. You, I'm sure you said it. But guess what? You have to because your control freak daughter, Georgia, will have to get up. And need your help. Oh, and my other control freak daughter who gets up and pretends she's a body sensitive, image conscious, body image conscious, who gets in the closet to get dressed. She's just in there sleeping still. I think she, I think you're right. I think she, you know why? Because her, her blanket is always in the floor. She goes into the closet and goes in. <laughs> Leanne's like, get up. And Isla goes, I'm going to the closet to get dressed. And she just goes back to sleep. And she does because she is a control freak. She just, I go, hey, are you sleeping in there? And she goes, no. I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm getting dressed. I go, you sound really low. She goes, I'm sitting down. I said, you're sitting in your closet? She goes, yeah. I go, what are you wearing? She goes, a shirt. And I said, when are you getting dressed? She goes, I'm getting dressed, dad. And I tried to open the door and she was holding it. I go, is the door locked? She goes, who locks himself in the closet? Oh, fuck 545. Fuck zero, period. We're not doing that. Georgia, last night in the car, Isla goes... I go, I said something, and George goes, I, oh, George is going through this phase of like being cool, trying to be cool. Yes. It's heartbreaking to watch a kid oh, try to be cool. It's trying on someone else's personality. He's trying to figure out who she is. It is hard because who she is is such a great person. She doesn't need to try to be anything else, but she sure is lately. And it's, it is, it is, I mean, you can't say anything. She doesn't listen to this, right? No, she doesn't listen to our podcast. She put on like her cool jacket and hoodie just to go to... She did? To go to fucking... The one that we just bought at the boutique? Yeah. Shut up. She, and had like jeans on, like skinny jeans and her boots on. We were just going to fucking Rite Aid. Yeah, but that's okay. And she got dressed up. But that's okay. She and just then, wanted to be cute. Yeah, but then... Then we go in to get the tutu and I go in to go get Rogaine and buy, buy the treats for you for your flight. And I'm like, looking for things to get for you for your flight. And George goes, um, I've got to get out of here. I've got homework. <laughs> and I was like, are you, are you fucking serious? She goes, yeah, we got to, and like she's doing, she's doing this like deuces. Like, yeah, we gotta, yeah. She we does gotta, this like, yeah, two fingers sign that she yeah. does all the time. And I go, we're not going fucking anywhere. Right. I go, Georgia, we just got here. This is the reason we made this trip. She goes, no, I need to get a tutu. I go, yeah, I understand that. And we got your fucking tutu. And, and, now we're doing my thing. I said, that's the trip is we got you, your thing. And now we're getting me, my thing. And she goes, well, I'm just telling you I have homework. And I went, yeah. And keep it to yourself. We'll be here until I'm done. And then we go through and I was like, can we get ice cream? And I was like, baby, if we get ice cream, it's going to take forever. They're going to go over. They got to get behind the counter. And I was like, I think you, it goes pretty quick. <laughs> I go, why don't you just go get a pint of ice cream? And you can have ice cream when you, she's home. She's like, George is like, Isla, you don't need ice cream. 
I go, Georgia, stop. If she wants ice cream, she can get ice cream. She's like, you don't need it, Isla. And I was like, never mind. I go, Georgia, why would you do that to her? She's like, dad, I got to do homework. And I go, Georgia, it's like five more minutes. So then we get up to the thing and go to pay. And I go, and I go, hey, do you guys have, um, do you guys have hand sanitizer? She goes, aisle two. I go, Georgia, go get hand sanitizer. And Georgia's like, excuse me? And I went, go get hand sanitizer. Mm. And she went, I don't even know where it is. Like, I don't, where, why would I, I go, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get it. And I walked over, I got it. And I came back. She goes, that was quick. And I go, yeah, because it would have taken a fucking second. And she goes, well, you're saying it's like 745. I go, Georgia. And I bit my tongue. We waited till we got outside. I go, that is very rude. Yeah. She was like, what? I said, we drove out here to get you a tutu. And I told you we were also going to Rite Aid so I could get Rogaine. What a parent conversation. So I could get Rogaine and mom treats for her plane flight. And all I wanted is ice cream. And I was like, I didn't need ice cream. I go, just the f- fucking point. And then Georgia gets the car. She goes like, I'm sorry. And then we get in the car. And Isla goes, something about Georgia being a control freak. And Georgia cursed. She did. Like... Oh, shut the... F- no, I don't, I don't remember which curse it was. It wasn't a bad one. It was one that was debatable. Right. Like ass. Like or, pissed. Pissed. It was pissed. pissed. It was fucking pissed. Was it? It was fucking pissed. She goes, Isla, you're pissing me off. And I went, whoa. She goes, what? It's not a curse. And I go, yeah, I don't know. I think it is. It is, yeah. She goes, dad, Isla curses. And Isla goes, I do not curse. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I go, Isla curses? She goes, Dad, I've never cursed. And Georgia goes, oh, what about when you stub your toe? She goes, well, if I stub my toe, of course. And I go, what are you saying? Georgia goes, she says the bad ones, Dad. I was like, I want to put stuff in her room just so I can hear her curse. Fuck. Motherfucker. Shit. Anyway. Yeah, I know Georgia's in an interesting little phase. There's part of her that's really... um blossoming in a positive way like i'm really proud of her for doing softball i'm really um, proud of her for that i'm really proud of her for uh making new friends yeah I'm really she's proud of really all but making new friends is tough because you do have to figure out who the who fuck you, you are, are exactly and it's, show the parts of yourself that you're comfortable with and you're not comfortable exactly with. and you know um that that self-focus of i have homework that apple doesn't fall far from the tree you're like that i am not wait are you saying i'm like that yes you are very much like that you're very much like, but what? what's I'm in it for me? Like no, so I'm very much like, you guys, are. I have work to do. Yeah, I know. You and Georgia are so similar. And everyone thinks that you and Isla are similar. You, Isla has your flamboyant pieces of personality. But Isla's actually wired a bit more like me in that she's really stubborn. Mm-hmm. She's really headstrong. She has your rebel pieces. But the other pieces, the underlying like emotional wiring piece isn't so much like you. Georgia's like you. Excuse me, I have homework. I, you know, I, my stuff's done. Can we leave? I did that at the very beginning when you walked me through your schedule. I was like, well, I have to work. Yeah, and, and it's the same personality. So it's interesting to me to hear you react to basically yourself. Right? Where you say to me all the time, if you could hear you and Isla screaming, you're screaming at yourself. It's the same thing. When Isla and I argue, I'm arguing with a mini me. It's really fascinating to watch you have these interactions with Georgia. And I know that at, when you were in high school, you were very socially driven. You know, you were about being like the king of the pep rally and being really friends with everybody in all different places and being a little bit of an entertainer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Georgia, I think, has fallen into that place a little bit, which is very much like you. 
So, and people don't, I don't think that's not the impression people have of Georgia is that she's like you, but you are very similar. And you're a control freak of the like everyone's at the door, ready to go out the door, keys in the hand, pocketbook over the shoulder, and suddenly you have to take a shit. That's also some level of control. So, so it's I hope the you guys same. enjoyed this episode of Dissecting Burt Kreischer. <laughs> Burt Kreischer is an exceptional human being. That's We should open with that and stay there. You are an exceptional human being. You are always not always you are you are open to listening in times when i would expect you not to be so that's really fascinating to me and always has been since i've known you mm-hmm. is the times when i think you would not hear or listen you are always open to listening and you are never never is a strong word too you you ha- you can accept other points of view than your own you can. You can let your point of view be changed. Mm-hmm. You're not always rigid. Sometimes your first reaction is, fuck that, no way. But you always come back and go, you know what? I see this part of it. You may never accept all of it. Yeah. But that's a really great thing, too. It's really great. It is. Remind me to get my light panels when I leave this room. Your light panels? Yeah. I'm really proud of you, too. I'm really proud of who you are as a person. And even though on the surface you are very patriarchal and you can be very misogynistic. Jesus Christ. You're not really. You're not. You're not. You're, You're very much about making sure everyone in this house is happy and that they are the best person they could be. Yeah. And, and that is your focus. And, sometimes on the surface it seems like hey make me a glass of water <laughs> hey can you go get this for me it's very kind of bossy and patriarchal I did that to you last night hey grab you my computer constantly charge right out of the man you cave. do it to me in Georgia constantly you don't ever do it to Isla because she won't do it Isla's pissing me off because she won't do it she's yesterday, like no <laughs> yesterday I'm in bed and she just grabs my phone out of my hand she goes hey no electronics allowed and I go what she goes if I can't have them you can't have them I was like it's fucking very different Isla <laughs> She has ringworm, right? What is the first thing she does? Well, no. She has something on her wrist. She has something on her wrist. And she goes... And her cheek. And her cheek. And she goes... I go, what is that? That's been sticking around. She goes, I don't know. And Leanne jokes and goes, maybe I have ringworm. And Isla goes, how would I get ringworm? And we're like, I don't know. We Google ringworm. And it is fucking, fucking ringworm. ringworm. It's ringworm. It's ringworm. And, I, and Leanne goes, oh my God, it's extremely out, uh, contagious. And, what and she immediately do? she puts it on Leanne's arm. <laughs> she, no, 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 no. She doesn't just put it. She watches me to sneak it. She bends her wrist and then like, bam, now you got it. Like she sneak attacks it And then she me. kept pushing it on Leanne going, now you got it. <laughs> now you got it. And, and and Leanne had to go. Hey, it's not funny anymore. You're right. really giving me ringworm. Right. <laughs> she was rubbing it all. She would. I would say stop, and she would stop. And as soon as I would do something else, she would do it again. She'd touch me again with a ringworm spot. She's a character for sure. She is the part of you where if I'm going through it, we're all going through it. <laughs> right. I'm the person that goes. If I'm, gonna, I'm going through it. We're, we're all, all going through it. As in, I'm the person. If I have the flu, I'm going to go in the room. I don't want anybody to get it. If you're the person oh, with the flu, <laughs> I know. I want us all to be sick. Uh, you want us all to be sick, and we better be fucking taking care of you. I got sick in Aspen, and I and, <laughs> and literally I just gave it to everybody. <laughs> you did. I was like, I need us all to have this, so that I know we're not all dying. That's the part that Isla has of you. If I'm sick, we're all sick. If she I'm gave suffering, to everyone yesterday. If I'm suffering, if I don't have electronics, nobody has electronics. I guarantee you, she is spreading ringworm at her fucking school <laughs> right now. 
Just going, I'm sure I got it from you motherfuckers. Tag, tag. I know, because you know she probably got it in PE class. It's a fungus. Oh. You know, it's like athlete's foot. It's a fungus. So she, she's and she's so and she bought five containers of, of Lotrimin. Lotrimin. She's like, Dad, get it all. Uh, all of it. Who does that? You know anybody who I just posted By the way, eight packages of matzo ball soup. Ringworm's gonna grab her ringworm's is that why you made matzo ball soup? Yes, because I cleaned out the pantry this weekend. You didn't see my post. It wasn't an Instagram story. But I posted I we had eight boxes of matzo ball soup mix. You didn't throw them out, did you? I gave half of them to Sandy. Why? Because she wanted them. She she saw my post and she said, I'll take two. (laughs) And then she sent me a text where she was in the grocery store at that moment shopping for matzo ball soup. So there's a picture of her daughter like posing with the matzo ball soup. She's like, don't throw them out. I'll come pick up two boxes. So she picked up two. I made two. So now I only have four. So next episode, you guys, we're going to be tracking Leanne's trip from Vietnam into back into the country and her bout with ringworm. Yes. We'll see how ringworm works in Asia. (laughs) Well, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. I love doing your podcast. You do? I wish more people liked me on your podcast because I like doing your podcast. I like it when you do my podcast, too. I mean, I think it is. uh, This is our relationship. Right. This mm-hmm. is not any different than when we are just at home by ourselves. Yeah. So I think that's a cool thing, too, because I think people. I think a lot of people have our same relationship. Does that make sense? Two flawed people so. who are together and have embraced each other's flaws. I think so. I think. Uh, that's what a real relationship is. I it's, think I'm I think there's a part of me. Maybe this is subconscious, unconscious or conscious that <laughs> is. That is a little bit of a blowhard, a little bit of like really? a sh- hold on, a little bit of a of a of a huckster, a little bit of a um, talking hyperbole, big stroke of life, FOMO kind of guy. Yes, and I think that when I'm with you, I'm forced to be honest. Right. In like, and in the moment. Right. And so where... And that's why you chose me. I don't know. It and is. I think there's a lot of people that probably have that same, that same back and forth with their, like the, it's calling you on your bullshit. Like when, when Georgia calls me on my bullshit with the fucking Cadillac dealer. Right. And, uh... But that's why you chose me. Because the bimbos you were dating before, no disrespect to those bimbos, but some of the ladies that you dated before me wouldn't have done that. Mm-mm. And it's why I'm with you is because I can be completely myself with you and you call me on my bullshit too. And I make you better. Where, so, you, where you say you realize you're yelling at yourself when you yell at your daughter. Yeah. Or you realize you have a hard time apologizing when you don't feel like you're really wrong or you know like that. I want to do a podcast where we get into a fight and you're wrong and you have to apologize and the whole podcast is listening to you whittle down how you get to saying you're sorry. It's interesting because every time we get in a fight you always think I'm wrong. I'm never right in a fight. So that would be really fun. Are we still recording? (laughs) I love you, baby doll. I love you very much. Hey, have a blast in Vietnam. I will. Thank you.